Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is our 59th broadcast or podcast. If you're old, you say broadcast. You're young, you say podcast. I'm your host. I'm Ernest Watts. And I'm surprised at that as much as you are. And I'm joined this week by Paul Arnold, his Here. son. Present. Oh, yes. Okay. No. Sorry. No, we're taking roll. Yeah. All right. <laughs> From the great Wolverine State, also in the Wolverine State, David Arnold. Here I am. Hello. All right. And from the nutmeg state, I didn't know your size and weight, uh, uh, Mr. Moyer, but uh, Nate Moyer, of course, is joining us also. Nate. Hello. How you doing? Uh, uh, indication great. Gentlemen, do you know what this week means? If the XFL is successful, this is the beginning of a football season that will not end until Memorial Day 2020. Yes, folks, from here on out, we're going to have football every weekend. Yes. And that just that just gets the juices vibing. So let's start off with a few quick round questions. And I'll start off with one real fast like speed round. Start with Paul. Paul, what player who's moved to another team this year in the NFL will be the most significant addition to any team this year? Wow, you just surprised us right out of the gate. I'm going to give you a quick answer. Antonio Brown, even though he's going to the Raiders and they're a joke, I think he can make the biggest difference in another team. Chronologically, let's go to Nate next. Same question. I'll s Odell Beckham Jr. I'm interested to see how he's going to do. I know we have our side bet, Ernest, of uh, Landry versus Odell, but I'm going to say Odell. David. Give me a healthy Kareem Hunt after he serves his suspension. With the Browns, uh, a teammate of Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt. All right. Let's start with David for our next quick speed round question. We will have a new rule change this year in the NFL, one-year experiment that coaches can challenge pass interference calls. Will we look at this as a boom to football, as the biggest mistake we have seen since, I don't know, the old Dickerod in the World Football League? The what? The, the oh, Dickerod. What did you say? It was the Dickerod. It was a yard This, is, this, this is a family show. Right. It's a family show. Google it. Google it. The World Football League had a permanent 10-yard marker. They didn't have chains, and they called it a Dickerod. And I'm, not, I'm not going to lie, Ernest. There's ever. absolutely no way I'm going to put that into my Google search. All right. <laughs> Google search. search again. All right. It's going to go Boomer, ahead and it right now. Boomer bust. Reviewable pass interference. David Arnold. We've reached the point of the uncanny valley point of instant replay or this is a step too far nobody's gonna like it even if it's successful and even if it makes the cause right it's gonna make people feel very uneasy watching those types of plays get reviewed way too often even if it's only once a game per coach nate salvation or mistake reviewable mistake. it's gonna it's gonna be a momentum killer you're gonna have somebody's gonna get some momentum and they're gonna take this play and review it and it's going to kill momentum for one side or the other. So I don't, I don't like it. Paul, I'm in the majority. It's going to be happen this year. It's going to take too long, and they'll adjust it for the next year after that. Well, this year's a monumental year. It'll be the 100th year of the NFL. It started in Akron, Ohio, in a hump mobile a what? showroom. What? what kind of hump mobile. Hupmobile. Hump? Well, you guys just do not know football history. I see this already. For, I'm Hump also Mobile. not reading that. I'm, also right. I'm not going to search that either. No. Okay. Hupmobile was a uh, showroom for the vehicle, a very popular car in the 1919 period in that time. George Hallis and uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Bidwell, who's very fond, uh, has a very fond fan in Nate, put together yeah. the NFL for the first time. So we're going to start with Nate first, and we're going to look offensively. Pick a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver who you would have as your starters for the next three years. Patrick Mahomes, I think that's kind of obvious. David Johnson for running back. I like I like his uh, kind of the Swiss Army. I think he can he can run the ball. He can also play out of the backfield. So I'm excited to see what he can do in uh, in Arizona this season with. Uh, with the new air raid system. And then for wide receiver, I kind of said it early, but Odell Beckham. So I think because they've got a little bit of youth, those are my three. Paul, you get to pick the same thing. Your quarterback, your running back, and your wide receiver that you want as your starters for the next three years. Patrick Mahomes, like everybody else, he's just too versatile to pass up. And he's young, and he's teachable, and has a great attitude. Uh, running back, 
I first want to go with Barkley with the Giants, but Kamara is only like 22, 23. I think he still has some upside if he can stay clean in his life. I don't know what that means, except for I get nervous as an old man when somebody flashes too much jewelry. Okay, I just said it. And then the third one is wide receiver uh, for Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he turned out to be a great receiver last year. I think uh, the only trouble is if they stop covering Brown and they concentrate him as number one, his uh, value could go down. But I'm going to stay with that Mahomes, Kamara, and Schuster. David, you get the same three choices. Who's your quarterback, who's your running back, and the wide receiver that you want for the next three years? So Mahomes, 1A, Deshaun Watson, 1B. Just just Deshaun Watson deserves a call out there. Uh, running back Alvin Kamara is my guy. He's so young, he's so explosive, and he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have to share the carries in New Orleans anymore. And then at wide receiver, 27-year-old DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins has been top-tier he was hurt last year, but he's been top-tier wide receiver for so long in the NFL, you would assume that he's getting close to 30. In fact, he just turned 27 uh, just before the start of this season. He's so young. He's so explosive. He's so reliable. Uh, so Mahomes, uh, Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, yeah, let's, let's go to the other side of the line. What of about scrimmage? you, Ernest? You haven't chimed in yet. Hosts can actually talk, you know. <sighs> oh, and he'll talk, talk yes, to you. Yes, yes, I was going to say. I was really going to put this uh, – I like Hopkins. I do like as a wide receiver. Kamara's a good choice, but running backs have a notoriously short line. You know, Mahomes is good, but we were saying the same thing about RG3 after after a one-year. Quarterbacks worry me in that respect. Uh, nobody took Brady. I noticed that. I guess we don't think he's going to make it to 50. <laughs> he's going to be 50 in three years, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. he says he's going to play until he's 50. So That's good. Yeah. Quarterback, is, it's kind of hard. I guess Mahomes until we, we see something different in respect. I hate to be, you know, kind of check the same boxes that y'all said. Now let's go to the other line of, side of scrimmage, okay? And we're going to start with Paul. I'm stalling so he has some time to think. Mm. And we're going to look at what defensive end, what linebacker, and what quarterback you want for the next three years um, which by the way the average nfl career is 2.7 years yes not a long time um correct i'm gonna go off the board and take two defensive end and pass on the linebacker because i didn't do my homework so i'm gonna take aaron mm-hmm. donald for the rams he's just too quick too strong too young gotta take him and my other player is gonna be chris jones from kansas city He's such a good defensive line. He had a bunch of sacks this year. I think that defense is only going to get better. And for a cornerback, I'm going to go with the lowly Bills cornerback, Trey Devavius White. And I messed up his name again. But this guy has picked off six passes each of the last two years. He's made 97 solo tackles. And, you know, everybody's going to line up and throw the ball against the Bills. So I think his numbers are only going to go up. Nate? You get your choice, defensive end, linebacker, cornerback. All right, I'll take J.J. Swat. Yes, I call him J.J. Swat. Uh, I like I like what he does on and off the field. So, uh, not I, I know he's kind of getting up there. He's not 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 his brother T.J. on the Steelers. Um, I'm taking J.J. Watt from Houston. I think he's uh, just done a lot of great things for the Houston area in general, and um, just a, just you know great great athlete. But you know, the next five years, I think you know, maybe year four, or year five, is going to be kind of trailing off there. Lou Keekley, just for you, Ernest, um, for my linebacker from the Panthers, and then cornerback. You know, I kind of thought about it a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and take Patrick Peterson for the Homer in me, for the Cardinals. I know he's probably by the by year five, he's going to be probably nowhere near as good as he is right now. But I think he's got a few years left. Those are my three. I don't know which is the bigger upset. We've gone this long before someone's been a Homer. Or we haven't mentioned any Cowboys. My gracious. All right, David, your choices. I am here to change that right now for you. Um, well, for defensive end, I'm going to take Miles Garrett. Because looking forward for the next three years, you know, the number one draft pick two years ago now, um, he's he's going to explode big time over the course of the next few years. Um, he had 12 and a half sacks last year, so you just know he's really coming into his own. Uh, and then at linebacker, I'm actually going to take, if we're projecting out, uh, the comeback story of Jalen Smith, former Notre Dame linebacker, big time, big time guy who went to the Cowboys. You know, you think that's the perfect near all American, you know, football story right there. Of course, he had a devastating knee injury in his last game with Notre Dame, uh, forced him to miss a ton of time. 
but he is such a great athlete and instinctually one of the best, you know, football players before his knee injury. Um, I, I really think looking out if he can stay healthy over the next three years, was it a knee injury ACL? Um, he, he could be a dominant person. And then at, at corner, I'm going to say Desmond King for the LA chargers. Uh, you know, he's under the radar right now, but he has just been massively. He is one of the reasons uh, along with Joey Bosa, along with a couple other guys on that team, why the defense for the Chargers is good enough to actually get Phillip Rivers past, you know, the first round of a playoff. Um, so so those would be my three guys projecting out for the next three years. Ernest, was Jalen Smith the cowboy on your mind, or, or who were you thinking about? I was actually thinking of Vanderish, uh, oh. the rookie who came in from BYU. But okay, uh, defensive end, I'm really prejudiced here because this is someone my family knows. Another Charger. Melvin Ingram, you're right. Melvin Ingram, uh, Charger defensive end. Melvin is 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 just an astounding athlete, and he gets to play off of both on the other end. At linebacker, I got to go with Luke. Luke's my man. I know he's getting up. He's he's kind of old for linebacker. Omer. He's my man. Omer. Yes. And for corner, I'm gonna go with Kyle Fuller from the Bears. Hmm. Kind yeah. of an outlier in that respect. He's someone I don't think led actually led the league in interceptions last year. So that's that's pretty much my choice in that respect. So, David, we're going to go with you with our next quick topic. What former NFL player would you like to meet right now? Former NFL player that I would like to meet right now? Uh, it's got to be Barry Sanders. Or, uh, yeah, get, give me Barry Sanders. Paul, what former NFL player would you like to meet right now? Well, I thought about this. First, my mind went to John Elway because you could play golf with him and have a great time, and he could talk about all his baseball and football. Then I thought maybe Doug Flutie would be fun because he's such an underdog. He played in Canadian Football League. He's still active and doing. But my answer has to be old-school Ernest Dick Buckus. When I was growing up, Dick Buckus, 51 for the Chicago Bear, was the epitome of tough football player. And then he was in TV Hollywood around the 1970s and was the Miller Lite commercials. And he has a ward named after him. And I would just love to go out and um, have lunch with him. I actually Googled him and wondered if he still had his memory, if he was still alive. And surely enough, <laughs> he's still alive and but he has some heart issues. But uh, See, give me Dick Buckus. Uh, Dick I got to I got to re re up my answer. Jim Harbaugh. Right. Jim Harbaugh. What, what am I doing here? Jim Harbaugh is the former oh, okay. NFL player I like to meet. That and actually, easy. Butkus does the pregame and postgame shows for the Bears right now. So oh, he's he very lucid. Yeah, he's very lucid. He's very sharp. Nate, what former NFL player would you like to meet right now? Well, funny, Paul actually mentioned him when he was throwing out some names, but I was actually looking. Um, I have a box of Flutie Flakes when he played on the Bills uh, <laughs> that I have displayed, so I actually would say Doug Flutie, although I would tell him he needs to get a little bit better with the commentary for Notre Dame home games. I think he's terrible at that. Ooh. Everything else, I love the guy. Um, I even actually have his Flutie Flakes from when he went to San Diego, um, not to mention what I think he was with the Patriots. He did a drop kick. Right. Field was pretty awesome um in his last game so that was that's pretty cool so yeah i like the underdog stories almost kind of like the rudy of the nfl so uh i like i like doug flutie a lot a lot of good picks out there but i I thought you might go jim kelly nate i did i met him so i don't have to i don't have to do that i met him very briefly um when the super bowl was in arizona last time he was doing an autograph thing i shook his hand super skinny because i think he was going through all the the chemo stuff um didn't recognize him at first but met him, ended up meeting Bruce Smith in that same day. So uh, met met some of my favorite Buffalo Bills. I am sh- I am shocked. I have two choices because as the host, I get to cheat. I have two choices, and the fact that you neither one of you have mentioned either one of these gentlemen is upsetting to say the least. One is Brett Favre. I mean, he's just a down to earth <laughs> guy. He owns every mistake he's ever made. He just seems to be a very approachable type of guy. He has a little bit of Pete Rose. He might try to sell the time or charge me he's a little like bit He's like the John Daly of the NFL. I mean, he's I a common guy that sort of gets in his own way too much. Ernest, do you own Wrangler jeans? <laughs> yes, I do. And I have a Favre jersey also. I actually have a jersey of the next gentleman also. Because if I really get bored, I like someone who's musically based. And who does great United Way commercials, particularly the one he did on Saturday Night Live. And that's Peyton Manning. Mm. I mean, Peyton just 
seems to be a, a, a great approachable guy. And again, folks, if you've never uh, go on YouTube, look up the United Way commercial that Peyton Manning did on Saturday Night Live. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see ever. And the commercial where the uh, where he called up his brother Eli, what you doing mm-hmm. Sunday? Can you come over Sunday? It just has that natural air to him. And he did a great he does a great focus series on ESPN Plus analyzing the quarterbacks. If you get a chance to watch that, that's some of the most incisive quarterback study you'll ever see. You didn't see. say Lawrence Taylor? Are you kidding me? Well, I may have to bail LT out, and I don't have a lot of bail money out these oh, days. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, I mean, LT, I love LT too, but I just think uh, I'd probably not have to worry about being stopped in a car if I'm riding with those two as opposed to Ernest, LT. with, with uh, Manning, there's also a commercial. It was when he was playing and when he was active. I can't remember what the commercial was for, but he basically goes to like all these average, everyday Joe jobs um, and like Cut cheers them meat. on. Cut that meat. And yeah. he's like, the, the, the butcher like chat, uh, gives him a high five. He's like, I'm never washing this hand. Look right there. And Chicken Parmesan. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> yeah I think he's, uh, he's pretty creative. I have seen the Saturday Night Live when he's playing with all the kids. And he makes the kid go in the Porta John because he dropped it. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he, he, he just strikes me as the type that he would, after you meet him, would you know, remember you. I, I don't believe you really do that. All right, lightning round again. Uh, like in all sports. Certain numbers have uh, affiliation with greatness. David will tell you the number 10 in soccer is always the best player on the pitch. I didn't say field. I should get some credit for that. There we go. In, in, uh, in, the, um, in baseball, it's number five or number seven. And it's the same thing in the NFL. So I'm going to throw out, we're going to do rapid run again, and I'm going to throw out a number and give you some choices. You pick who should be most closely associated. These are retired players. Some are active with that particular number. And we're going to start with number eight. And we've got two big choices. I'm going to start with you first, Nate, because eight rhymes with Nate. And that's Troy Aikman and Steve Young, both in the Hall of Fame, both multiple Super Bowl winners. When you think of the number eight, do you think of Troy from UCLA or Steve Young from BYU? I think of Kobe Bryant. I think but, we talk, we're talking and we're, we're talking, talking football, NFL, right? <laughs> no, I honestly, I, I just, I don't like the Cowboys. So I'm going to go ahead and stay Steve Young. I kind of feel like he piggybacked off Joe Montana's team. Uh, but I kind of thought Steve Young was kind of cool. Cause he won, got the monkey off his back, the famous image of the, the guy pulling the monkey off his back in the Super Bowl. And I like that he was a lefty. That's kind of, kind of cool. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say uh, Steve Young. Paul, your choice. I'm going Troy Aikman. I think he was underappreciated in, in Dallas. I think Steve Young came into the perfect situation, no doubt. I think Steve Young is a really great player and a really great guy, but I think Troy Aikman quietly took care of a really um, tough situation where he had to perform expectation. He made you know, a lot of players look better, I think, than they were, and he was so accurate with his passes, and he just finally wore down. So I'm going to go with Troy Aikman. David, your choice. Sounds to me like my dad took the game manager over the best player in that description. Hey, hey, he just said, who do I remember? Who do I like? Flying to the perfect spot. Troy Aikman, I'd argue, fell into a very nice spot. Steve Young had to get grifted by uh, whoever owned the USFL uh, first before before ending up on the San Francisco 49ers. I remember Steve Young. Of course, for both of them, I remember more or less the concussions that ended their careers because uh, that's when I kind of, my sports conscience came into being. But but Steve Young, yes, he followed Joe Montana, but heck of an act. You know, you never want to follow the, the Hall of Famer, whether it's coaching or quarterback player or wherever. And he did that, you know, so well after Joe Montana to be, to be able to perform the way he did. Steve Young for me is, is the number eight when it comes to football. Kelkin Jr., Maybe Kobe Bryant too, but Kyle Jr. is my number eight. But yeah, give me Steve Young. What about what about Trent Dilfer? Anyway, he won a Super Bowl. With number <laughs> well, you know, you know, Dad was talking about game manager and all these things for Troy Aikman. Uh, I was like, wow, it sounds all like Trent Dilfer. Underappreciated Troy Aikman. That's right. To but, answer David's question, William Goldberg owned the Los Angeles Express and signed Steve Young to a one hundred million dollar contract. It was an annuity. So he only really saw about five million of that. His uh, mom, there's there's a pretty famous interview of his mom kind of talking about hundred million dollars. Yeah. Ernest, I have a yeah. question for you before you go and you give your thing. 
Do All you right. think Troy Aikman is uh, as good an announcer as he was a football player? I think that his TV announcing has kind of overrun, and a lot of people know him more as the announcer than what he did with the Cowboys. He is my choice, and I think he, he had a memory had a difficult situation. He originally enrolled in Oklahoma and did not get along with the particular coach there. Switzer. Yeah, Barry Switzer. So he transferred to UCLA. He won two championships under Jimmy Johnson, and then who was Jimmy Johnson replaced by? Barry Switzer. So he had to win one, a Super Bowl, for the coach that he pretty much ran him off of his college. And remember, even though at that time he's considered a manager, there are a lot of guys who can't do that. I, I really, Young was paired up with the greatest football player of all time, Jerry Rice. So those championships were more Jerry Rice and Bill Walsh. Uh, again, Aikman did it for two different coaches. Fine, fine. I hear, but, I hear, I hear. I get it. I recall I get myself. It. Okay, but just for that, David, I give you the first crack of the next one. Okay. I, I respect. I can. I, I get it. I get it. I'm both Hall of Famers. Right, let's let, let's go to the the Mount Olympus of football numbers, and that's number twelve. You got Tom Brady, you got Terry Bradshaw, you got Roger Staubach, Jim Kelly, Joe Namath, who is overrated, Bob Greasy, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, and one of my personal favors, Kenny the Snake Stabler. So. David, of those choices, who is your pick? Or who well, is at the bottom four? of that list is Aaron Rodgers. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there right away. No doubter. More than, more um, than Namath. Namath threw more <laughs> interceptions than touchdowns. This is personal. Namath is the overall don't get, don't get in the way of my list. personal record. Okay, this sorry. This is personal. <laughs> Tom, it has to be, I mean, it has to be Tom Brady. It has to be. There's just – even even as a Michigan fan – I am I am getting sick of Tom Brady. Even as a Michigan fan, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of the Patriots winning. I'm tired of it all. But at the same time, like he's just he's literally the greatest quarterback of all time. There's literally not a debate anymore. There's too many rings, too much consistency over too long a period. Like you say, he's gonna play until he's fifty. So it's it's Tom Brady all day. Then give me Joe Jim Kelly second, because Jim Kelly is just. You know, oh, so four in Super Bowls. Oh, but he's just so. There's only so much. You know, the same way Tom Brady's led his team to Super Bowls. There's only so much you can do as a quarterback. Jim I Kelly's still, still the guy there. Bradshaw suffers because everybody sees him as this oafish clown and do not remember him as a four Super Bowl winner. Or uh, uh, just putting that in. Roger Staubach was the real Captain America. Served. Seven years in Vietnam, was a Heisman Trophy winner, won three Super Bowls. Just re just reminding people under the age of 50 who don't remember <laughs> Roger Staubach. So, Paul, you remember Roger Staubach. Your choice for number 12. Brady, all the way. You can't argue with it. But I do agree that um, I don't think that – I agree with David. I think Jim Kelly was a better talented player than Staubach and Bradshaw. And if you talk about the ultimate uh, game manager, that was Bob Greasy. So he gets credit that way. But also a heck of a TV analyst right there. Yeah. Heck of a TV analyst. Yeah. So and he produces great children. But I was surprised great, great Tom Brady did not pick Joe Montana's number. I mean, he was a huge Montana fan. So I don't know the backstory of that, but it's got to be Brady. Got to respect him. And he's really enjoying If you guys seen the YouTube and the vines going out of him pretending to be super fast and uh, his strength and things like that. So he's really having fun this year. So Nate, what do you think? Well, let me let me answer your question before oh, Nate gets oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. Why he didn't pick number sixteen? He was the third string quarterback when he was drafted. Scott Zolak was number sixteen for the Patriots. <laughs> Scott he did Zolak. Not, he did not want to pay what rookies usually have to pay to get the numbers. So that's why he's number twelve. Now the rest Nate, is history. You're Nate, Nate and, and Nate, please don't give us this garbage about Jim Kelly better than Bradshaw and Roger Staubach. Revisionist history. Nate, you're number 12. So I actually own like just a handful of football jerseys, but I do own two 12 jerseys. One is Brady, like we've kind of talked about. The other is Jim Kelly. So those are my two. And I was tough. Yeah. It's a tough one. And I loved I loved Kelly, Kelly growing up. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I just loved watching him. I, I just I watched the Bills consistently when I was a kid. They were just always on, so I just became a Bills fan. Love Jim Kelly, but 
I have to say with Brady, everything he's done this year, even though Belichick's part of the reason why, but just being the underdog, what was he What was he drafted, 199 or 200, and worked his way up the depth chart. And, um, well, he kind of just moved up one spot when Drew Bledsoe went down. But still, I, I think Brady's body of work is just, he is the number 12. I don't think anybody's ever going to beat it. Now, obviously, I wasn't around for Bradshaw, um, Staubach, Namath. Um, I, I, do, I do think Joe Namath's a little annoying, so I'll, I'll go with you on that one, Ernest. But, uh, yeah, I'll say Brady definitely, but um, in my heart, I think Kelly. I, I got to, you know. Ernest, come to the, the light. Come to the light, Ernest. You can oh, Tom say Brady. Tom, Tom Brady is the best at number 12, but. Right behind him, Terry Bradshaw has four Super Bowl rings, and Staubach has three. Again, and the real Captain America is Roger Staubach. I mean, he did a tour in Vietnam. As I said, his Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Greasy yeah, was but a he didn't have any Infinity Stones, man. So he's or, not. Well, I didn't, yeah, but he was the original one. So let's go with Paul first with number thirteen. We have Don Marina, Dan Marina, Don, his Kurt, brother, Don, Don Wells. I got a Don coming up with him. <laughs> Dan Marino, Kurt Wagner, or Don Maynard. See, Who is Kurt go. Wagner? You mean Kurt Warner? Kurt Wagner. Yeah. Kurt Wagner is Kurt actually. Wagner. Night, he's he's the Nightcrawler. This guy host. X-Men. He's X-Men. Nightcrawler. He's Kurt Wagner. Yeah, that's right. See? Yeah. Dan Marino, Kurt Wagner, <laughs> Kurt Warner. <laughs> But not the Kurt Warner who from Penn State who played no, running no, back. No, no, not that running back. The Seahawks, yeah, not the running back. Or Don Maynard, the greatest wide receiver of the AFL. All right, this oh. is an easy one. Kurt Warner. I Dan Marino threw for all those passes, but he could never win a Super Bowl. Uh, he had offenses that were great, but they wore out the defense because they scored so quickly. They didn't know how to do ball control. Uh, and just this is personal. I'd like Kurt Warner as a person better. I know that shouldn't probably figure in. I'd like his comeback story, his determination. He was a couple yards short of two Super Bowls. I mean, if the uh, wide receiver wasn't stopped short of the goal line, uh, you know, Brady would have lost that Super Bowl. Warner would have won another. Uh, and just a great stand-up guy. Marino's okay, but he gets fired by CBS as a, a studio announcer, which is like you say 10 words in a segment, that's it. Um, and what's strange thing about Dan Marino, they retired his number at a Miami Heat game. Now, what kind of basketball operations retire a football player's number? So they love him down in Miami, but my heart of hearts, I think Kurt Warner is my number 13. You know why they retired it, don't you? No. Those great isotoner, isotoner gloves that he used to sell on commercials. <laughs> also, his, his performance in Ace Ventura. That was Academy Award. No one, I, no one in this crowd watched Ace Ventura. Paint. I did. I remember that. See, I see, you remember Ray Foley laces out, laces no, out. Ray okay. Finkel. Ray, Ray Finkel. Finkel laces out. Yes, we can't tell the whole part of that movie though. All right, Nate, because you know Ray Finkel, you get to pick your choice. All right. Well, I'll say Marino's a little fishy to me. Uh, uh, no, I, I like kind of what Paul jumped. Uh, touched on there is I, I love Kurt Warner. Um, his son actually went to my high school that I went to and Kurt Warner actually, I think he was an assistant coach there, but anyway, his son was a wide receiver at the high school I went to. I've heard just wonderful stories about the guy, um, behind the scenes. I heard, a, this was a story told to me secondhand that he wanted to get his son a concussion proof helmet and, uh, at the high school, went to the high school and said, I want to get him this. And they said, Hey, we can't afford that, but if you want to buy it, we'll paint it. So all of a sudden he anonymously bought the entire team, the concussion helmets. Um, just, just an overall nice guy. I, I, the other rumor I've heard about him in Arizona is him and his family go out to dinner and he lets, they let the kids pick a table and they get, they will pay for their meal and leave before the other people know what just happened. So they can't get, um, you know, thanked or anything like that. So just so many great stories about corner Kurt Warner on top of the fact of what he did, how he got to the NFL. He was bagging, he was working at a grocery store, goes through the, the, um, arena football league, then gets a shot with the, with the Rams. You're right. He was right there, um, away from a super bowl, but he did finally win one with the Rams. He was right there for a super bowl with the Cardinals. The Cardinals were a mess when he came in, he was so quick to get that ball out 
um, with a terrible offensive line for the Cardinals. He was just able to read those blitzes. The Cardinals have struggled with that offensive line forever. He was the one quarterback that could that could do it. And again, it's one one Santonio San home catch away from mm. uh, potentially a third Super Bowl. So anyway, 13, Kurt Warner, bar none. Before we go to uh, David, quick trivia question. What team did he play for between the Rams and the Cardinals? Giants. Oh, I, Eli Manning. Yeah, he was mentored to Eli Manning. Oh, extra credit. Name the arena football team and the NFL Ooh. Europe team he played for. Iowa Barnstormers. That got big points for Nate. Now, name the NFL Europe team he played Berlin? for. Berlin? Frankfurt. I don't know. Amsterdam Abnerals. I would guess. So. Oh, Amsterdam. Hey, Abnerals. Amsterdam. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, well, he went Dutch every time he ate. Oh. That, that seems like a Nate, a Nate response. That's a Nate right. joke. Okay. All right, David, quickly, your choice. Yeah. Burrito, Kurt Warner, Warner. Go ahead. Kurt Warner, because of the way he handled not only the St. Louis thing, he, he handled the New York Giants kerfuffle brilliantly. And then, like Nate said, he took over the Arizona Cardinal. Thing and just showed his true leadership, just showed the true value that he brought to the league, I think. Great great face for the league during his time. Great leader. Poor man's Tom Brady, which is saying a lot. I mean, just awesome all the way around. Actually, both of them won championships because Marino won an NCAA championship at Pitt. Mm. And that's my choice. Dan Marino. I like longevity <laughs> over a short period of short contract. All right. Let's go to David. Let's go to number 20, Ed Reed or Barry Sanders, as if we don't know what you're going to pick. Oh, I love I love Barry Sanders. But I do want to say Ed Reed redefined the safety position. And and actually they both did. But Ed Reed had longevity, but Barry Sanders is Barry Sanders. So Barry Sanders. Nate, Ed Reed I'll... or Barry Sanders? I feel like Barry Sanders retur- retired early and left us wanting more. So I think yeah. Barry Sanders for that fact is is my pick. Do I hear a theme going forward? Yeah, Paul. yeah. Yeah, Barry Sanders all the way. Just you couldn't keep your eyes off him. Every time he touched the ball, you didn't know what he was going to do or what he was capable of doing. And just like basketball, if somebody breaks an ankle, you know, like they you know, do a crossover and you all laugh at the guys left behind. Barry Sanders did that regularly with really good football players. Now, Ed Reed was the best 20 on the defensive side, and he was a monster. I mean, he did so many great things, such intuition to the football. But Barry Sanders, just for the fact of the highlight reel and watching him you know, do so many fantastic things, got to be Barry Sanders. Even when he lost yardage, even when he got trapped for a 20-yard loss, he was entertaining every time he touched the ball. No doubt, it's Barry Sanders. Paul, let's go with number 21, the Damian Tomlinson or Dion, Neon, Dion Sanders. I think this is maybe one of the toughest ones here because if you look at just pure stats and reliability and dominating the NFL for years, Tomlinson should be your guy. But you can't underestimate... Deion Sanders' uh, impact. I was younger when he came and played both baseball and football. He was dynamic. He was exciting. He, you know, the other coaches designed around him or stayed away from him. He taught the game. He could keep it up. He came up for big plays. He returned punts in amazing ways. Um, and Tomlinson was steady Eddie, got the job done. But I don't think he had the impact that Sanders did on many other generations of players because you started to see younger players try to copy Sanders and the way he played, and it became cool to be cornerback. Before that, I don't think it really was an attractive position for a lot of great athletes. But then they realized you could still play defense, you could play cornerback, and get lots of attention. I think Woodson was not too far after that, but Woodson was a thicker, uh, sort of sturdier player. But Deion Sanders is my 21. Nate, your choice between LaDamian Tomlinson and Deion Saunders. Prime time. Got to say prime time. Surprised nobody said that yet. Um, Deion Sanders, it, just his impact on the game. I mean, he played with, um, obviously played with Atlanta for quite a while, but then he played with um, the 49ers, won a Super Bowl, played with the Cowboys, won a Super Bowl. So, you know, um, overall, when you think of those two guys, I think you always think more of, Deion Sanders. I mean, just everything he did in the game. Plus, I mean, he's kind of flashy. He was before social media was popular, but, you know, he'd always have the chains. And I know Paul said he doesn't trust guys with chains, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm warming it, up to the just, idea. He wait was, the, he was wait all about the winter comes. So. He'll want him on his tires, but go ahead. 
but you know, he, he scored on offense. He scored on defense, scored on special teams. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. David, your choices. So I'm worried about LaDainian Tomlinson kind of slipping through the cracks of, of not being remembered as truly one of the greats. And one of the reasons is his peak value. He only played for nine seasons, but he was a top, you know, top 10 player for eight of those nine seasons. Um, he came on right before the fantasy football boom, right before the fantasy football boom. And here's a fact for you, because fantasy football has been around a long time. From the years 2002 to the year 2007, LaDainian Tomlinson ranked in overall fantasy football numbers, third overall, third overall, fourth overall, third overall, first overall, and second overall. And then his rookie year and the seventh year, he ranked 11th overall and 13th overall. He was as good as gold in the fantasy football market for for seven of his nine seasons, which I think is saying a lot. Uh, you know, I mean, if if someone was that solid and consistent nowadays, they'd be remembered forever as you know the great you know the greatest fantasy football player of all time, uh, the running back position. He's just so great. You know, um, he ranks third all time in career touchdowns in the NFL. Um, that's just. He's so great, and yet he's kind of slipping through the cracks, like you guys have talked about. Uh, so, so I'm going to go with LT. I get why De- Dion redefined everything, though. He was just smooth and just the man. So I get why people love Dion, but but for me, it's LT. Football more than any other sport cannot be measured with statistics or numbers. When Dion Sanders was playing cornerback for either of these teams that we've mentioned. Teams would not throw to that side of the field. He took away half of the field as a cornerback. That's why I will always identify him as number 21. Now, we're going to lightning run. Let's change things a little bit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Go ahead, Dave. What number did Charles Woodson wear in the pros? Did he wear 21 or 24? 24. He wore 24. Okay. Oh, and for the Packers, he wore 21 when he was – Super Bowl MVP. No, no, you cannot compare. No, Dion. Yeah, yeah. People threw on Woodson, and we're not even talking about the kick returns by Dion Sanders. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm just throwing it out there. I didn't listen. Super I didn't. Th- I didn't throw John Adel out there. I could have thrown John Adel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. We can move on. We can move on. I just, okay. Any, ch- right. any chance to throw in the goat defense? All right. So. Jerry Rice? We're talking about Jerry Rice I said, now? I said GOAT defensive player. Defensive. Uh, no, Jerry Rice is the greatest football player of all time. Yeah, all yeah, right. yeah. All right. All right. All right. No, no question. All right. Let's 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 change in our ever search for sponsorship. <laughs> this next part is brought to you by the FDA and the CDC. We're going to talk about fast food showdown. So I will give you two choices of fast food. You will pick your favorite. We'll start with David first. A Whopper, a Big Mac, or a Wendy's Double? A, a Wendy's Double. Nay. Dave has already changed oh, his mind. We don't take reorders here at the, at the track. <laughs> all right? One, one order, and that's it. Was it a Juicy Double? Is that what you said? Juicy Double? Is he going with a Juicy Double? Is that what he wants? No, no I, was just, I thought that's what you said. I wonder. Oh, no. no Whopper, I would go with, Big Mac, Wendy's Double. I like... Uh, I like the nostalgia of the Big Mac, but I like Whopper better. I'll take Whopper. Paul, Whopper, Big Mac, Wendy's Double. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to agree with Nate. A Whopper, the artificial uh, grilled flavor on the Whopper gets me every time. And Wendy's Doubles have gotten dry. I don't know what juicy you're talking about, Nate. And Big Mac, those little tiny onions, ugh, but Whopper. You know what was funny? Did you guys remember? I think it was two years ago or last year. Uh, the Whopper had a Halloween Whopper, and the buns were um, black. And if you <laughs> yes. ate them, your poop turned like green, and it creeped everybody out. It was like a big social media <laughs> thing for a while. Nice. I remember when they had the green ketchup for uh, Whopper for St. Patrick's Day, which is a flavor. But now, well, now they have the Stranger Things Whopper, where it's just served upside down. Not that creative, but well, you remember when Stranger when... Things? You'll, you'll understand the upside down, but. What was the McDonald's burger that had a hot side and cold side, and they kind of gave you like a two-sided type of styrofoam container before we became conscious about the environment uh, in the 80s? You forgot that. before your time. Sorry. Hot Old cakes. Man Randy. Hot cakes? I don't know. No, no. It was a hot, hot, 
hot side and the cold side, they would chill one bun and heat the other one up. Of course, the choice is overwhelming, gentlemen. You don't have to overthink this. It's a quarter that pound. Sounds like a, that sounds like a Connecticut fall right there. One, uh, one bun's cold, one, one bun's warm. Oh, oh yes. Oh. And where you said, uh, quarter pounder with cheese, folks. Come on. Hey, wake up. That's the best burger ever made. All right, let's go with Nate. Subways or Jimmy John's? Oh, Subway's terrible. It's like eating toilet paper. Um, I'll take Jimmy John's. <laughs> and that just killed our chance of getting Subway as a sponsor. Oh, All right. Paul. They said eat fresh, and it doesn't taste fresh. Subway or Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's. They're the best delivery drivers ever. David. Former employee of both Wendy's and Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Definitely Jimmy John's. Okay, I, I'm just taking Subway because we desperately need sponsorship, if nothing else. <laughs> well, they're not David. sponsoring me. <laughs> yeah, not, not Hey, I'm willing to sell my soul and no problems. All right, David, let's start with a Dairy Queen cone or a Wendy's Frosty. Wendy's Frosty. A lot of thought put into that. Nate. Yeah. Wendy's Frosty, but you got to get it blended. Now that they have vanilla and chocolate, you get it blended. They'll do half and half. Oh, that's, that's money. Paul. Dairy Queen, all the way. I, it's nostalgic. You get your chocolate fix in there. I love it when they dip it in the chocolate, and it, you have to eat it quickly before it melts. Uh, Dairy Queen. Have you had the orange dreamsicle one they had? I don't know if it's still out or not. No. That sounds instead good. Instead of like a cherry shell or the uh, chocolate or whatever, they had an orange dreamsicle. It was pretty good. We, we had to make a special trip out here for that. I, I got to go with Paul with the Dairy Queen for the simple reason that I have a hard time eating that cardboard cup with the frosty. I mean, the cone is so much easier to eat afterwards. <laughs> That's good fiber. It's good fiber. I don't know. You know, at my age, I don't need that much backed up. You know, I really don't need that out. <laughs> wow. Right, TMI, Nate, TMI. I'm, Nate, I'm probably going to mispronounce this. So stick with me. I know you'll correct me. All right. Chipotle or Cordobe? <laughs> uh, I Cordoba, but I, I would Cordoba, say right. Chipotle. We don't have that down here. As long as you have access to a toilet, Chipotle. All right. (laughs) We don't have that down here. It's like the Carl's Jr. and Hardee's divide at the Mississippi River. Pancheros, I think, is good, too. That's another option. Paul, your choice of faux Mexican food, because I know people who are Mexican, and they say there's no way people in Mexico do not eat this stuff. Cudoba. Cudoba, definitely. Like the guac, like the chicken. Like the sour cream in there, like the black beans, like um, the queso. Their queso is pretty good. Oh yeah, Cadoba. You see it cooking fresh. The people look like they actually would eat their own food there. I like it, Cadoba. David, Cadoba, the queso burrito. I grew up on that, like twice a week for lunch in high school. Just queso burrito. Well, in queso, I have to make a choice since I only have Chipotle down here. I'm kind of limited, so I'll go with Chipotle. David, oh, we'll go with you with Arby's or KFC. Cholesterol-free chicken. <laughs> mm, give me Arby's. I don't, KFC just isn't, it's just not, something's not right there. You don't like the new Cheetos burger they have with the but Cheetos and the Cheetos? KFC just part? doesn't taste right, man. It just never does. It's never, not for me. All right. Sorry, Colonel. It's another sponsorship down the, down the toilet. Uh, I don't It's like this. Just like the KFC. All right. Uh, uh, Nate, your choice. KFC Arby's. Well, I grew up on those KFC bowls uh, when they had. I don't know if they still have them. I don't know. I haven't been to a KFC. They do. My Um, very pregnant wife just got one tonight. But I like the bowls. But I have to say Arby's. I love the beef and cheddars. I like the the, the little potato wedges. And, um, yeah, those are my go-to right there. I can't let that passive aggressive statement by David go by very pregnant. I mean, you're either oh. pregnant or you're not. There's not degrees of pregnant. Well, there's de- about ready to pop. All right. Okay. And I was getting gross there. Okay. <laughs> David, I mean, uh, Paul, excuse me. Uh, Arby's cholesterol free chicken. KFC all the way. It's just, I, I'm a sucker for their $5 box. Two pieces of fried chicken coleslaw that makes me feel like I'm a little bit healthy. Biscuit with fake honey and a cookie to go along with your Diet Coke. Hey, that's living. Arby's. They have the meats. Call me. Sponsorship. Oh, my daughter was saying that all the time because we kept watching college football. And she'd kind of be in the room and she started saying that. They'd say Arby's and she goes, we have the meats. You know who does that voiceover, don't you? Vin Rhymes. That's right. You know why his name is Ving Rhymes? 
because it rhymes with Ving. I don't know. No, but... his his first name is Irving. Oh, oh. And he dropped he dropped B I R. He's uh-huh. actually only about five foot nine. He's not as big. But let's go to David Applebee's Ruby Tuesdays. Oh, the battle of microwaved kitchens. Um, <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays. I mean, literally everything Applebee's is microwaved except for the beer. So. I thought it was the Battle of Appetizers. All right. Uh, Paul, also, Applebee's, Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, I'm going go with Ruby Tuesdays as well. Um, I like the wide variety between the Mextex and the ribs and stuff like that. Love the Ruby Tuesdays. Go with that. Nate, goodbye, Ruby Tuesdays or Applebee's. You know, I, I think, I God, I can't remember how long I've been to either one of those, but I think I used to like... I might get them confused with chilies, but I think I like Applebee's a little bit better. Ruby Tuesday, I think, has a good salad bar, right? But, um, yeah, I, knew, I used to do somebody that worked in Ruby Tuesdays, and they said don't come in. So <laughs> if that tells you anything, but that was back in. I'm gonna uh, ask we, you, I'll ask you both a question. If I blindfolded you and took you into either one of these and you didn't see the menu, could you tell me the difference? I think I could um, based on what, like, Applebee's did. The Applebee's is kind of centered around the, they always had the bar in the middle, right? Kind of like in the movie Waiting. It look, that looks like Applebee's, basically. If you've ever seen the movie Waiting. Oh, yeah. with, uh, or or uh, Office Space. Or with Office Space. Yeah, there with you go. Flair. Yes. That's, that's the one that evokes these, either one of these is the flair. If you haven't seen Office uh, Space, one of the most underrated movies of all time. Paul, if I blindfolded you and took you either, could you tell the difference? Definitely. Ruby Tuesday has the molten lava cake in it, and they sell that. That's awesome. The, after that, we obviously have to sponsor you by some type of anti-acid commercial. <laughs> that I would but uh, we've lost David. He's had to go buy some KFC for his wife because we mentioned KFC. So, Nate, which has the better dollar value, Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's? And you know, this is kind of a ridiculous statement because of these three <laughs> chains. There is nothing that is a dollar on the dollar menu. The but only thing, they, yeah, we, we were just talking about this about the McDonald's. I think the only thing they have for a dollar is their dollar soft drink. That's it. There's, there's nothing else that's, that's there. They used to have, like, the McChicken, which was good. I'd, I'd probably go for that. Sometimes I do the um, two if by land meal which is you get the double cheeseburger you get a cheeseburger and you get a mcchicken you put them together um that was good but uh, yeah these days they don't have it but i do like the dollar uh, what is it wendy's has the four for four dollars that works out well for my kids that's better than happy meal and stuff no toy but um you know that the the nuggets fries all that i think that's the better value i think is the four for four if wendy still has it i haven't been there in a, a month or two but that to me was the best value paul Burger Wendy's. King, McDonald's, Wendy's? Okay. Wendy's. Wendy's. I'll jump right on that. I agree with Nate. If you got limited funds, Wendy's still is better. Um, and the fries don't sit as heavy on my stomach. So Wendy's, go for it. All right. We're going to go through a judgment-free zone real fast-like. <laughs> so, Paul, what fast food do you love but you really shouldn't? All right. So I already confessed my love for fried chicken. And I'll go to KFC, but if I'm really, really bad, I might slip into a Popeye's, and then I really am just destroying myself. That chicken <laughs> is so greasy and so bad. You have to eat it within two minutes of when they serve it to you, or the, the grease will form and coat your whole body. So any heavily done fried chicken that is really bad for you, that's my choice. Nate, your choice of your you know, free fast food. And I miss it so much right now, i got to tell you, is In-N-Out Burger. Um, you could do, I think they've toned it down cause I think people would make ridiculous amounts. You could always do, um, you could call it, they, they have the double, double, which is two patties and two slices of cheese that you could, you could do as many as you wanted. You could do like 10 by 10, um, which is 10 patties and 10 slices of cheese, anything like that. But that's great. But you got to pair it with their shakes. Their shakes are so good. And, um, one thing I learned years ago that I tell everybody about is you, when you get a shake, you got to get the Neapolitan shake. They will mm. put chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry all in the same one, almost like a, uh, I'm trying to think like a circle, almost like it looks like a peace sign almost when you get it, but they'll, they'll do them all in, in layers. It's, oh, it's so good. That's, that's the guilty pleasure. You get a double, double, triple, triple and the, uh, oh, Neapolitan shake. I'm going to San Diego. Um, 
in, next month. And I, I was just going to eat all Mexican food, but I think I'm going to have to make a pit stop at In-N-Out Burger. Can't just can't pass that up. Well, since I haven't been allowed to go to fast food in the last six months, I have two nurses for daughter-in-laws and my sons are on health food kicks. What I used to really love were the blizzards from Dairy Queen. Oh, yes. Oh, sinfully good. And and I really would like to try that Cheetos chicken burger from KFC just to see if I'll have a heart attack while I'm eating it. How about a taco uh, from Burger King? Do you you see that's out now? Have you guys too? had those? Have you had no, those? No, They're a dollar. I'm afraid if I eat that Cheetos thing, I'll do like Chris Farley and have to beat myself in the chest to finish it up. <laughs> you know, I was going to tell you about the blizzard. I, I found this out um, a few years ago before I, that, you know how like you get the dipping sauce, like when you get a cone, you dip it in there and then it turns like hard wax after like, you know, 15 seconds. If you ask nicely, they will put that in a blizzard too. And I'll tell you what, that is, that's pretty good. You mix it in with something else, but oh man, that little, like you got those little wax chunks everywhere. Kind of like you're still eating the, a cone. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Have you either of y'all ever dipped French fries in a in a shake? At Wendy's, right? That's the frosty. Oh, yeah, yeah, the frosty. Oh, yes, at Wendy's. I love that's that. something. Young people don't do that as much in that respect. Well, we've uh, lost David, but each of you get a moment to speak. What is on your mind? So we're going to start with Nate first. You have the floor first. Address what other subject you choose to. I don't know, but I'm just telling you right now, I'm pretty hungry after our last <laughs> segment here. And um, I mean, I'd be having dreams about fast food and things that clog my arteries. But good, good, good talking with you guys about what food choices you like to get a different, different generation to kind of see what you guys like, as opposed to me. And we'd like to hear what David has to say later. But maybe that's another, another podcast we'll get, we'll get his on there. But uh, yeah, that's, I'll yield the rest of my time to Ernest, who's been a great host tonight, and I don't think he's got to talk as much as he'd like. So, Ernest, I'll yield the rest of my time to you. Well, we're going to let Paul speak after we finish this naked ploy to attempt to get some type of sponsorship. <laughs> and David has returned, so we'll let David uh, let Paul speak first. Paul, you have the floor, and then we'll let uh, David finish things up. So, well, Paul? Believe it or not, summer is almost half over. We're about ready to go on vacation, and calories don't count on vacation I'm going to have ice cream. I'm going to have fries. I'm going to enjoy myself and take plenty of stomach medicine because I'm an old man. But uh, enjoy the summer. Get out there. Have fun. And I'll never forget when I was 16 years old, my buddy picked me up at his Chevy Monte Carlo. We thought we were so cool. We rolled over to Taco Bell. It was brand new in our town. And we got the bean burrito because we didn't have much money. We both got two of them. They were 39 cents each. And man, did I pay for that all night long. So stay away from the bean burrito. Lives to w words to live by. Paul confusing his past life with a song by Kid Rock. <laughs> we'll let David now finish and get his final moments in. Did, did we select Taco Bell as the best fast food place? We, so went we, all around, no. we went all around Taco Bell. Uh, well, I'd choose Taco Bell. Uh, summer's here. I'm so excited. This is the best time of the year by a mile and a half. Football's right around the bend, but not too close. You can still kind of just get that last little stretch of summertime in. But I'm so ready for football, guys. It's time. It's time. It's here. Uh, that's my final thoughts. Gentle listeners, we have been so glad that you've looked past my foibles and mistakes for this last hour. We're glad you've joined us on this podcast. And those of us who listen to us on Country Sports Radio, we appreciate you letting us have a few moments of your time while you forget about the other things that trouble you in your lives. So speaking for Nate Boyer, David Arnold, and Paul Arnold, I can only finish this telecast with the only thought running through each of our minds right now at this point in time. Are you ready for some football? It's finally back, folks. Yes, 